Ladies and gentlemen, hello and uh, welcome to my podcast. I am the Acquisition Entrepreneur. My name is Alex Afondi. It is a pleasure to be with you. What I want to talk about today is uh, dealing with brokers. And and let me, I'm going to sound very candid and honest here, but keep something in mind. And as a disclaimer, this is, you know, I speak here in complete generality that the majority of brokers I've dealt with, I've experienced this with so uh, I'm sure they're not all the same but generally speaking this is what you're likely going to experience with dealing with brokers and let me use some boating analogy here right I'm in Long Beach California which is a beautiful town here if you haven't been to it I highly recommend it but uh, here in Long Beach is a it's a pretty big boating and yachting and sailing community so Really, that what they say is the best boat to invest in is the boat you don't buy. And I, and I want to piggyback off this quote and say that the best broker you deal with is the one you don't have to deal with, right? Um, you know, they possess, typically, generally speaking, they possess uh, certain traits, one of which is they don't respond, right? They you typically you submit an inquiry about a business, and um, you don't hear from them for three to four uh, days, sometimes a week, sometimes two, right? Um, and that's just not right when it comes to business dealings. That's just not professional, right? I'm, I get 48 hours, but beyond that, guys, there's just no excuse. Uh, also, in my opinion, there's something inherently wrong about dealing with brokers because, you know, unless... You're willing and able to bring on your own broker to, uh, and pay ten thousand dollars as a as a an outsider's fee. Unless you do that, you have to deal with the listing broker. And I see that as a major conflict of interest, especially when you're buying a quarter million dollar business or you know a half a million dollar business. You know how can that broker represent you and the seller in a fair and an equitable way? You know, at that point, that broker that's getting 10% off the deal, you know, 5 to 10%, 10% is more common. But that broker is basically a messenger, you know. Uh, Mr. Broker, let's offer him 170 Mr. Seller, Alex offers you 170 Tell him I want 190 Great, Alex, he wants 190 Let's settle, you know what I mean? So there's really no, no skill that he or she can bring to the table that is of benefit to you. And I, believe me when I say I would love to be proven wrong, but this has been my experience. Um, I'm not here I'm not here only to rant, because <laughs> obviously I am, but uh, I'm also here to give you a solution. You know, you've got to be straightforward. As soon as you sense uh, some frustration with the broker, speak your mind. You know, send an email or call him and say, look, you know, uh, I've been attempting to be uh, on top of things but unfortunately, I'm not getting, you know, quick responses from you. They'll make some excuse. Don't worry about it. But speak your mind. And then really the solution, the ultimate solution would be to obviously respectfully say, you know, now, Mr. Broker, now that I met the seller, would you be opposed to me getting their number and contact them directly? You're still a part of the deal. But instead of using this three-way communication of me calling you, you calling them, then calling you and then we're going to miss each other almost 10 times a day instead of doing that how about we how about i just you know contact the seller directly 
Um, and the vast majority of time, it's totally fine. Uh, you know, again, you know, you obviously you want to come in as a credible, trustworthy person uh, that people like to deal with and don't feel threatened by. And that's how you get to work directly with the seller, you know. And in most cases, you know, as I'll talk about seller's financing in a little bit, seller's financing is only going to become an option if the seller likes you. And how can the seller like you? Like you, yeah. How can the seller like you when you're not dealing directly with the seller? You're dealing through a third party. Uh, the likelihood of it happening is pretty slim, and it's only going to depend on whether the bank, assume you're borrowing money, uh, if the bank says, you know, it's kind of a big deal, as in big, you know, monetary cost deal, it's kind of a big deal, and we want to make sure that seller has kind of a game, you know, at that point, it's, they're doing it more more unwillingly than willingly so what you want to do is you want to establish a relationship with the seller uh, you know and there's tactics for that right take them out to breakfast meet them for lunch get to know them personally how they built the business uh, what their pain points are etc etc that will really help um, uh, you know get you that seller's financing which I understand is pretty important to a lot of you. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, I guess I'll end with uh, with this, you guys. Uh, the seller of, of a business, and, and this is really to show you that deals out there exist. Oh, my God, do they exist, you know, especially in the small business arena. There's plethora of them. There's nothing but deals to be had. You know, and I'll say a quote, which I actually, I came up with this um, the other day, and it's, you'll be surprised what you uncover when you start to, to discover. So I discovered this business, which cost the owner, the founder, it's a franchise actually, not a founder, so cost the owner roughly $200,000 to establish. It's a hair salon, you know, which is not my industry, but nonetheless, I happen to find it. Uh, cost them roughly $200,000 to start. And he ran it uh, at, at a loss for a couple of years, and now he's starting to break even, but he's so frustrated that he wants to let it go for $5,000. I mean, imagine. Now, I have no business getting in the hair business, but I'm happy to give you the guy's number if you contact me directly. Uh, location is in the Dallas area, and, um, you know, $5,000. And based on my conversation with the gentleman... It uh, became apparent to me that not only he's willing to sell it for, for free, pretty much for like $1, he's willing to give you some cash back just so you can get it off his back, right? It's called a liability release or release of liability. So basically, you just take over the business, right? Because it wasn't making money. Sometimes it was making $500 a month. Sometimes it was losing $1,000 a month, right? But if you have the vision for it, gosh. I mean, you can turn that thing around within nine months and, you know, have even $50,000 in profit a year as a, as a owner but not operator. So you have a manager in there that's taking care of business, right? So opportunities are there. And uh, you've just got to find them. And again, you'll be surprised what you uncover when you start to discover
that said, you guys, that was my piece on dealing with brokers. Uh, solution is just to be straightforward and honest with them. And then lastly, ask him if you can directly deal with a seller because that is your absolute best option, right? And if you're in a local geography or, you know, if you're, if you're buying a business where you live, which really is optimum, you know, in my case, I actually went to a different state, but that business has ran remotely for the past 24 years uh, or as an absentee owner, and I, and I trust it will. I'll have to go there once, twice a month, which to me is no big deal. But uh, the, my point is, is that if you, if you live in the geography in which you're acquiring a business in, assume that's Los Angeles or New York, uh, you, you basically try to get references to the seller, you know what I mean? So seller is a owner, not an owner, uh, a member of the country club and your neighbor is a member of the country club and you know that somehow, some way, you use your neighbor as a reference to build trust and yeah, well, gosh, you know, Don's been living here for the past 10 years, he's been nothing but wonderful, I love his family, you know, uh, he went to high school here, whatever, whatever the case might be, so uh, utilize your uh, your assets, if you will, and uh, I think network is a huge asset. That said, you guys, uh, it's been about 10 minutes, so appreciate your being with me on uh, line, and I look forward to touching base with you soon. Again, any questions, please email me. I'm the Acquisition Entrepreneur. You'll find me on uh, Instagram, and my name is Alex Afandi. My email is alex at alexafandi.com. Thank you very much.